new drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Drive to watch us. MileEyesports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber of the public, go to RMFP.com. How are you, Terry? I'm doing fine. How's you, how are you and your family? Great. Just uh, took a COVID test today. I am negative. Uh, my daughter's doing a lot better, so thank you for asking. Great. And um, that's pretty much it. How's everything with you? Hanging in there. All right. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. All right, Avalanche GM Chris McFarland went on a local radio station today and said this about the guys they brought back, talking about Lekkonen, Manson, Cogliano, and Helm. He said both of them, or all of them, I should say, round pegs into round holes about Kadri. He called Kadri a top six guy, not a top three, and said his camp is continuing to do their thing, and the Avs will monitor that. Left the impression that Kadri could be gone, but maybe, maybe not. Nothing has been announced as of yet. Uh, asked about the uh, second line center uh, that he might have to find if Kadri leaves. He mentioned Rantanen is a possibility. Comfort is a possibility but left open the possibility of going outside the organization in free agency or trade. Let's start off with Kadri. Uh, no news on him. Is no news good news? It could be in the sense that none of the offers have really knocked him over, that, that his reputation around the league still needs some restoring. And that as we saw, what a terrific guy he was here and what a good team guy he was. And he, was, he didn't play selfish at all here. I think we all understand that his reputation around the league still isn't to the point where he can just snap his fingers and it goes away. And I assume that that played a little bit of an impact on the packages that he was offered. And I don't think anything really knocked him over. And I think Chris McFarland's comment about him being a top six rather than a top three was really telling because, let's face it, the the uh, Kadri camp is going around trying to get offers based on the premise that he's a top-line center. And the Avalanche kind of, I think that was almost almost a snide remark, just challenging him, saying, Hey, you're the top top second line center in the league with us. What would it be like somewhere else? Well, I think I read a little bit differently. I mean, he's he's not a top center in this league. No, he's not. Uh, when he says top six, he's referring to two centers and then Correct. four wingers. Correct. I the mean, top. That's the what top, he is. The top six forwards. Yes, that's what he yeah. meant. I mean, the way I read it is I don't read it that he hasn't gotten offers yet or hasn't gotten offers that he likes. I think he's probably gotten offers that he likes. I think he's waiting on the avalanche to see if they can move some money. Right I don't think he money. got I don't think he got that that uh, that eye opening mouth popping offer that he was hoping for and perhaps even anticipating. But I think he got a better offer than what the avalanche have made and will make. And I think it's a case of him evaluating the other factors involved. As, as to like being the top second line center in the league on a really good team with really good people around you and ha- a winning team and considering all those things. Now, I won't say a hometown discount because that's not really what it is. It's more of a, 
It's more of an evaluation of the entire atmosphere around him. So you really think that his past reputation is affecting him? Because yes, you know what? I do. But Vander Kane's reputation really hasn't hurt him. And no, he, it, just, he he just signed with. The, I mean, he's bounced he around with the with the Oilers. But he's bounced around all over the place too. Well, that's true. But he's been effective wherever he's been too. Oh, not this necessarily. Is, no. Well. He has done what he has needed to do. If he's needed to be a tough guy, he's been a tough guy, and certainly he scored in the playoffs for the Oilers. I mean, he's he's not a top scoring guy. That's no. never really who he has been anyway. Kadri coming off a career year, but at his age, thirty two. I mean, maybe it has to do with the length of the deal too. Well, Chris, uh, but let, but I, thought, I thought Chris McFarland's comment about being a top six, top six, top two line forward was telling. I think that's that was really kind of designed to. To uh, throw some water in Kadri's face and and other people, you know, and it's like when it's like those arbitration cases, you know, you don't want to, you have to, you have to try to trash the guy without really making him so mad that, that your future communication and relationship is impossible to uh, heal. And so I think well, so there's some of that involved in this too. I, I would respectfully disagree for this point. If he really wants him back, why would he insult Kadri? That doesn't make any sense. He's the challenging money, him. He's saying you're not going to get that kind of top. You're not going to get that top line offer that you were hoping for, and you're getting really good offers. But now it's time to sit down and say how bad do you want to come back here. I think it's that no. simple. How bad do you yeah. want to come back here now? We I want you. Our, we want you back, but under our terms, and under terms that work for the entire roster, so you have a better team around you. Okay, you know. Do you know McFarland? I don't. No, not do very. You? No, I don't know him very well. I mean. I, I can't imagine Joe Sackick saying something like that. Can you? Uh, yeah, I do. I think Joe understands what a ruthless business it is. I mean, after all, this is a guy who got an eye-popping offer from the New York Rangers, and if if not for the Avalanche matching it and, and really uh, doing a lot of imaginative things to do it, he would have been playing for the New York Rangers. He understands it's a business. He understands that people say things like that. And in moving forward, he is he can be... I wouldn't say a cold-hearted businessman, but he understands the way he understands the way it works. I understand the difference between arbitration and this. Arbitration, you you've got the guy. You're he's picking. Come, you're picking one response or the other. Meaning what? Well, the the arbitrator has to pick one or the other. Right, and and when you go into arbitration, the team is always going to go in not saying the kindest things, but you know the guy's coming back no matter what. In this case, if you want Kadri to come back, you don't throw shade on him. I think that's dumb business. But I think that was and a very subtle, subtle, well, subtle mention. Way. It was just reminding him of his of his standing in the National Hockey League, and maybe you haven't been overwhelmed with offers because you're still trying to to uh, somewhat clean up your unfairly, but your reputation still sits out there, and you're still trying to clean that up. So if they want to, if if Kadri winds up walking. You, you like Ranton as a second line center? Do you like uh, Comfer as a second line center, or do you go out of the organization? I think you could do. You could co contemplate any one of those three. And in this case, I got the impression, and I get the impression they want they would do it with with Ranton as not a last resort, but as a, as a backup alternative. And I think they'd give try to give Comfer a look there, see if he could live up to it, and or bring somebody else in. And we discussed Paul Stastny as one of the possibilities. I think Stasny would be a terrific fit, and the, to the best of my knowledge, he hasn't signed with anybody yet. No, I don't think he has. I mean, I, I like that move probably more as a third-line guy. Again, we talked about 
his speed? Is it where it needs to be to keep up with all these speedy forwards? That, that, that I can't answer. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, Ranton has proven he can play center. I mean, do you feel comfortable with Comfort there? No, I don't think eventually the decision would be made, but I think they would give him the chance and, and a look as they contemplate the possibilities. I think that's only fair. You don't lock in and say, you're our guy, JT, but let's see if you can live up to it. See, I, I think maybe we see it differently. I think Kadri has gotten some pretty good offers. Now, again, I have no knowledge on this. That's semantics, too, and you know that. What do you mean? Well, it just depends on what you, your definition of some pretty good offers. Well, l- l- let's say he's gotten eight million a season for the sake of argument. Yeah, I wrote down seven to nine million. That I, I fluctuate. Okay, up. he's not getting nine. No one's offering him nine. If they do, they're nuts. I don't think anybody's offering him nine. But if somebody offered him eight, and if the Avs can maybe move a Sam Gerrard and get him up to seven and a half, I think that's what the holdup is. Yeah, I, I do don't think. Too. The, but wait a minute, you said the holdup was he hasn't gotten the offers he's wanted. That is part of it. I think this is all, he hasn't been overwhelmed with offers. He has not been overwhelmed with offers. But they, the have, they haven't knocked that, him down. And it, it, it's interesting the way the second day is kind of quiet. That it's kind of like you, you've made the, you made the splashy moves the first day, now you stand back after, after things have kind of settled into a routine and a line and, and see how it shakes down eventually in the next few days. See, I think that Kadri has gotten offers that he likes, but he wants to come back here. I don't, wa- but I, I can't I can't swear on anything that I know that to be a fact, but that's my impression. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying that I think that we see it differently. I think he's gotten offers that he likes, but he wants to come back here, and McFarland has said, we need to make a move, shed some salary in order to bring you back, and we'll let you know. Yeah, that's we'll, fair. We'll let you know we can do it. But I don't think Kadri has gotten a bunch of offers at $7 million because I, I believe that's what you were insinuating. He hasn't gotten an offer that he likes. I'm sure he's gotten I, an I offer don't think he, that he does I, like. I don't think he's gotten an offer he likes, no. But that's that's yeah. he's got very lofty standards there because he had a career year. He thinks he completely re- rehabilitated his image. He was terrific, and he probably deserves that, but I still think that's that's going to be the case moving forward is, is there still need there still needs to be some image re- uh, rehabilitation here, too. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, the uh, Nuggets did something that they didn't do with Jeremy Grant. What is it? That's next. New Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. To me, he is the best 
uh, a, a state planning attorney out there. Uh, I talked to a bunch of guys before I started working with Dan. I felt the most comfortable with him. Uh, we worked on our estate plan. We worked on my will. We worked on my living will. And you don't have to be married, certainly, to do a living will. You don't have to have a lot of money to do a living will. And even if you have a few bucks in the bank, you want to make sure that your family is protected. You don't want to have to have it go to the courts. That could be a big pain in the ass when you're gone and your family's doing that. You want to make sure that you make the decisions on where everything is going. I did one. My wife, Mandy, did one. We feel really good about uh, what we accomplished. And the process was easy because Dan made it easy for us. We had a lot of questions. He was patient. He answered everything. So if this sounds like you or somebody you know, highly recommend you do your will, your living will, your estate plan with Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Go to the McKenzie Firm. Com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, the Nuggets have locked up Contavious Caldwell Pope, better known as KCP. His agent said that uh, KCP agreed on a two-year deal for $30 million, I think that's, I don't want to say it's necessarily a bargain, Terry, at $15 million a year, but looking at the prices for guys and they just keep going up, I mean, Will Barton made over $14 million a season. So to me, KCP is a much better player than Will Barton. I see this as a deal for the next two years. And it, well, it takes him through three more years. It's, right. And so that locks him up and, and, uh, it was a pretty smart move to bring him in with uh, Bruce Brown with a D and three type combination that, that I think they're, they've uh, made some savvy moves under Calvin Booth. You know, I would totally agree with that. And I, I like the fact that he's going to be here three, more, three seasons. I should say that's something they did not do with Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant was here for one season. And if we are being completely honest about Jeremy Grant, um, you and I disagreed he, on this too. Well, we, it's okay if we disagree. He got a offer of twenty million dollars from the Nuggets. That's a fact. And the Nuggets waited the, way too long to be aggressive in resigning him. I'm not debating how long they waited. I'm not debating that. I'm saying he got the same monetary offer from both teams. That is a fact. And he wanted to go to Detroit because he wanted to be the guy. And if we're being completely honest about Jeremy Grant. He was fine, nothing special during the regular season, but he played very well during the playoffs, specifically defensively. I mean, this guy wanted he, this guy wanted $20 million, and I would have been, you know, the, the Nuggets clearly were willing to pay that, but they were willing to pay that to a guy who came off a season in which he averaged 12 points in the regular season, three and a half rebounds and one and a half assists. That's what he did. Yes. That's I, I, but uh, you know, you impressive. know, you know, I believe they still didn't move aggressively enough to impress him with their desire for him to come back under a, under an extension and under, under a contract under right. a new contract. Well, whether they were aggressive or not, they offered him that deal. He wanted to go to a place where he could be the man. And you know what? He was the following season. He averaged 22 points a game as opposed to 12. And this past season, he averaged 19 points a game. He was the option. Well, so does Contavious 
Caldwell Pope demonstrate that the Avalanche, the Avalanche, that the Nuggets can can uh, see what happened before with Grant and change your strategy? Well, it's a, it's a different GM as well. And honestly, uh, even if they waited later, talking about with Jeremy Grant, are you really going to offer a guy $20 million when he's averaging 12 points a game? I don't know. No. Everything's crazy in that league. Yeah. Right. But KCP just got a two-year extension for $15 million. And, you know, I, I don't think that KCP can score like Jeremy Grant. Uh, they did want Jeremy Grant back, but it's because he played well in the playoffs. For Jeremy Grant, he was not going to. He he would have been the fourth option. That's what he would have been, and he didn't want to be the fourth option. He wanted to go to a team where he could be the guy, and he was. And he was on a crappy team. That 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 that's yeah. where he sat. He was on a bad team. He did get his money, but he could have gotten the same money here. To me, that's a guy who wants his money. Nothing wrong with that. But it's not about winning for him. But I still think this also shows that they 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 are capable of adapting after after missing the boat with Grant. Yeah, and I but I think KCP is also a better fit because for this reason alone, KCP is a role player. He knows he's a role player. He accepts being a role player. He knows what he brings to the table. He's not some prolific scorer. He's a guy who can hit a bunch of threes at a high percentage, generally speaking, and he's a terrific defensive player. Jeremy Grant felt he was one of the best players in the league, and he wanted to show it to everybody <laughs> by going to Detroit. And when you're on a team where guys really can't score, yeah, somebody's got to score, so it might as well be you. So with that, in wake of MPJ saying he's ready to go and the recent moves and the things that we have seen, say, with um, Brown coming in. Brown, by the way, and I was in Cabo when this deal happened. I love this deal. I, but thought, it's a one -year I thought you were going to say he showed up in Cabo. No, he did not. But I told you, Kale McCarr yeah. was on my plane on the way back from Cabo. Hope he, didn't, he and I shook hands. I hope he doesn't come down with COVID. His brother, no, he's, I, I don't think he has. I, well, I don't know if we would know anyway, but I hope he has it. The point is with Brown, it's a one-year deal. I wish they would do that with him as well. Extend him two more? Yeah. Are you kidding? I mean, Do you have they, that they much gotta... confidence in him? And, and, and that's, a, that's a rhetorical question because I haven't really sat down and studied the guy. I know, how, I know how highly regarded he is. He's highly regarded as a defensive player. And again, he's like KCP, but younger. He's, he's the same guy, but younger. So we heard MPJ say he's ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, on the Summer League broadcast last night, Michael Malone, though, uh, uh, kind of intimated that he would bring uh, Jamal Murray along slow once the season starts. Right. And you know what? You know what I call that? Load management. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. They're going to they're have weapons. Uh, if I, I don't know what they're going to do with MPJ. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to throw him out there at 32 to 35 <laughs> minutes a game. Why I not? think that would be kind of foolish, right? Right. But at some point, so, he's going to have to prove they can be resilient enough to be a major factor all season long. Right. I mean, you're going to have to bring back both guys, not, you know, at a turtle space, but they do need to play some minutes. I mean, there are going to be some blowouts for the Nuggets where Murray might not have to play all those minutes. But do I think there are games where he'll play 30? I do. Early on. He'll play some games where he 
puts uh, puts up 30 minutes a game, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I think we also understand that his conversations with Clay Thompson about don't come back too fast. It won't it won't just be Michael Malone holding him back and saying uh, we're limiting you load management, all that. It, it, I think Jamal Murray will be going along with it. Well, and also something else to consider. Uh, I have been told by more than a few people inside the Nuggets organization that that training staff absolutely errs on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. And that's why you did not see Michael Porter Jr. play in the playoffs, and you did not see Jamal Murray play in the playoffs. Although, for Murray, he said after the season, there was no way that I could have gone. This is a long play. For sure. I mean, you still have uh, your key guys under contract. You're certainly playing for this season, and I get it, but you don't want to risk the following season and the season after that by giving Jamal Murray 30 to 35 minutes a game. So even he's looking at a big picture in the future, but I, I hope at some point I think it'd be kind of fun to see the battle of wills with Michael Malone kind of holding him back saying, if we get to the point now where instead of Jamal Murray being cautious, it's the coaching staff and the training staff being more cautious. I'll tell you this. If it's a big game and Jamal Murray has played, I don't know, I don't, let's say he's played 13 minutes in the first half and they're playing Golden State or they're playing the Grizzlies and he's sitting at, I don't know, 23 minutes to start the fourth quarter and it's a close game. Do you really think Jamal Murray is going to be sitting on the bench for the majority of the fourth quarter? No. Right. So there go the minutes. They're going to go straight up. He'll play six of those. So now he's playing 28 to 30 minutes. I think it's a game-by-game thing. I think the plan is is to ease him in, but you don't know what these games are going to look like. The goal is to win. You're not going to put Murray on the bench. You're not going to put in uh, the the rookie, Brown. Uh, I mean, you're going to put in Bones Highland in that situation. He's going to be your point guard. No. Ish is going to be your point guard. I doubt it. Ish is thirteenth team. Yeah, I, I think it's a game by game basis. No, they don't want to play Jamal Murray a lot of minutes early, but let's just see how these games go. Well, and it also comes down to the to the uh, to the state of the conference. I think we're seeing a lot of the teams getting stronger. And so the challenges in regular season games are going to be greater. There are going to be fewer, fewer gimme schedule win nights. I would agree with that as well. All right, uh, coming up after the break, we'll give you an update on what's going on at the Open. And we'll talk about one guy specifically, Ian Poulter. Why are we talking about Ian Poulter? Well, he's part of the Live Tour. Wait to hear what happened when he teed off today. That's next. New Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. 
Trending.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Okay, so let's get you updated on what's going on at the Open right now. American Cameron Young is leading the way at 8-under par. Rory McIlroy is sitting in second place at 6-under. I don't think Tiger is going to make the cut. He did not have a good day today. He is currently at 6-over, looking at where the cut line is going to be. If the cut line was today, it would likely be at 1-over, so Tiger is going to have to rally big time. And, um, you know, a nice story, but I just don't even see him making the cut. Do you? No, not at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, he's going to need, uh, he's going to need to go something like, like, <laughs> like he's going to have prime. to go like, like seven his, under. Like in his prime plus. Yeah. He'll have to go like something like, he'll have to go six under, seven under probably to make the cut. And I think I'm being generous when I say that. It was right. So, it was on it, the writing was on the wall from the very start this morning. What he double bogey the yeah. first hole? Yeah, you kind of knew. Uh, with that, uh, a bunch of the LIV golfers, the Live Golfers, the new tour, uh, they're there today. Phil Mickelson's golfing. Uh, so is Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. Kepka, he's not going to make the cut either. Ian Poulter is another Live golfer. He was booed today on the first tee. He was asked about it after the round and he's kind of a crotchety guy. And I think I'm being kind when I say that. And he was peppered at the press conference and he said, uh, I didn't even hear anything. Yeah, and he was, right. people kept following up. No, I didn't hear anything at all. Bryson DeChambeau really didn't want to talk to the media. So I think they are feeling the pressure, not that they care because all they're doing is cashing huge checks. Um, with that, is this just the beginning of what we are going to see if these live golfers are allowed to play in majors. Well, the Open even said that, that they had their standards already set and the field already kind of set before all this really hit the fan, and they're going to cut back on letting them play in the future, almost certainly. So in some ways, it's not, it's, it's not just the start because I don't see it happening all that much as they move forward. But I think the the fans, the public, and the other players with consciences, yeah, the venomous reaction is just is is going to be typical of how they how they approach these guys. Do you think they should be allowed to play in the majors? No, I don't. Why? Uh, a gut feeling and a, just a feeling of looking in the mirror, and uh, I understand that in some ways you can look at it and say, well, they're taking their money. They're taking their money. So what's wrong with that? Isn't I know, that what I know that's, what I, that's what I'm saying is that you yeah. can make the argument that, that, yeah, they're taking a lot of money from the pockets of, of, a, of, a, uh, of a regime that, that you can't really uh, respect. And, but no, I don't think they should. And I, if, you want me to, if you want me to sit, down, sit here and run down 11, 11 kind of codified reasons why they shouldn't be allowed to play, I'm just going to say one. They're sure. a bunch of jerks, and they shouldn't take. They shouldn't be playing. They shouldn't be playing uh, under those auspices, and 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 uh, playing on the live tour. Period. Well, period. I, I, I don't even want. I don't even want. I don't feel like I have to stand at a at a, a dry erase board and list the reasons. It's just. It's simply a lack of class, a lack of decorum, uh, a la complete lack of respect for the Kashagi family, 
and everybody else involved in all of this. Well, listen, I, I don't disagree with you on one point, because for me, being Jewish, I'd have a very difficult time and I wouldn't do it anyway from a Saudi family. I personally would not do it. But if we're really being honest here, OK, the majors feature the best players in the world every year. That's what they do. That's why the majors are so hard to win, because the best players in the world play them. And at the end of the day, if the, all of the best players in the world aren't there, I'm sorry. Um, if Dustin Johnson's not there, if uh, DeChambeau's not there, if Kepka's not there, then the best players in the okay. world aren't there. Okay, you're being coldly analytical, and I refuse to do that. This is an emotional, emotional issue, and I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to get clinical. And uh, well, it's 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 the old saying: if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So yeah, you win a green jacket, and that's great. Or you win a Claret jug, and that's great. Um, I'm not. You and I are in total lockstep on taking money from the Saudi family. But at the end of the day, let these guys play. It's almost like it's the, the old, it's the almost like the old joke. No, I better not tell that joke. Never mind. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the joke during the break. And you know what? Oh, you can't tell me during the break. I'm not sitting across from you, but I'll tell you something else. I'll give you another reason why I'd like. Okay. Here's the joke. We, we have decided like what you, we have decided what you are. Now we're just haggling over the price. Ba boom. You have a dump button just in case. Uh, Alex, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I told a joke. That was the, okay. that was the punchline. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead with your joke, Terry. No, I did. I t I already told it. As the punchline is the punchline is we've I already decided what you are. Now we're just haggling over the price. But you have to fill in the rest of it yourself. Oh, all right. I don't know if I got that. Plus, my uh, my earphones are cutting in and out. Uh, Alex, did you get the joke? Uh, not quite. No, I did not. I'll, uh, Alex, I'll tell it to you at the break. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys enjoy your your inside joke. With that, I wouldn't food. I would love to hear that. Let, let, let people express how they feel. These guys accepting money from the Saudi government. I mean, we've already seen it at the, at the open. Well, why, why not see it at the, at all the majors? I think that, I, I think, I think that, would that would be, be eminently distasteful and it's something America wouldn't stand for. Well, I, I can tell you right now, um, the, the live tour has a lot riding on this particular open because I don't know how many more opens they'll be able to play in right. or the masters, so on and so forth. Although guys with lifetime exemptions, they will be able to play, right? I don't know that. Yeah, that, that's what I read. If you have a lifetime exemption, I don't think that could be pulled. Like if you've won the masters, you're invited back year after year. Is that correct? Or at least there's one tournament like that. Do you know which major that is? No. Yeah. Well, if you have a lifetime exemption, you should be able to play. I think you should. And I would, again, I would love to hear these guys booed. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, I'd take off my press credential and boo them. You would? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the, I used to say this to Andrew all the time. Have you ever actually, is the, is the phrase or the word boo actually ever come out of your mouth? 
yes. You've actually boo, said boo. the word boo. You've said the word boo. Sure. At an Yogi event? Bear talking to Boo Boo. No, seriously. Have you ever has the phrase boo, boo or the word boo man. ever come out of your mouth? I think it has. I can't sit here and run down the examples, but I'm sure it has. No. I mean, it's divisive, this new tour. I understand why, again, you and I agree on this. But I, but I think for this particular event, the Open right now, it's not going to look good for the PGA Tour if three of these guys finish in the top three. They have a lot riding on this. No? It, it won't hurt the PGA Tour if they're viewed as being principled and having a guts to take a stand. And I realize this is not their tournament. This one is well, not their tournament. I'll tell you this, though. If we're being completely honest, the PGA is a monopoly. And they can do a lot more for their golfers, and they just choose not to because they're greedy. No? No, I'm not sure I agree with that. The, 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 really, you don't, you don't look at so, look. You, you can you think these guys are standing at the bottom of freeway ramps with cardboard signs playing, saying "We'll play golf for food." I mean, look at the golf. Uh, look at the PGA uh, Tour. Look at look at what how has enriched so many players. Well, again, are you with the television rights and everything that goes with it? Are you paying the go- the owners of the golf course, or are you paying the players? Is that, is that, the, is the, that the theater? Is that the, the theater analogy? Yes, it sure is. You, you think I want to line the pocket of the commissioner? I could care less about him. I'm not paying to go see him. I'd rather see the golfers get paid. I'd rather I'd rather go to a golf tournament knowing that none of them are are, are playing on the live tour or associating with those running it. And, and the truth is it. both. The truth is both are bad. But one is worse than the other. I'm with you on that. It's like, what would you rather have? A glass of milk that is sitting outside for seven days or a tuna fish sandwich that's been sitting outside for seven <laughs> with days? With a lot of mayonnaise both, in it? Right. Both are awful. You don't want either. I like but tuna fish, the, by the way. I, yeah, I know. But the PGA Tour, they're as greedy as it gets. They, they absolutely are. And then they are culpable in this as well. And the reason why this is going on is because of them. And it is a monopoly. Period. Period. And they have all kinds of sponsorship money. But that's America. The live. Well, I understand. You know what? It is America. And that's why these guys, I suppose, should uh, feel free to make more money someplace else, no matter who they get it from. And you and I agree on the ethics of it. I understand the America part of it or capitalistic part of it. I, I, will, I, will, it. I will concede the right to do it. I will not support it in any way, shape, or fashion. No, I'm not going to support whether it Whether emotionally or otherwise, yeah. they're uh, the act of actually doing it. Yeah, I would love to see all these guys lose. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Colorado State has been paired with front-range rivals in a new conference scheduling. We'll tell you about that, as well as Freddie Freeman's agent is suing a radio host. That's coming up next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Somebody to love, don't you need somebody to love, Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. 
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, always love telling you about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for over five years. Uh, he has done my he has done my health insurance uh, dating way back, and you don't find farmers agents doing that stuff. So I love the fact that he's one stop shopping for everything that I do with him, including my auto and my home. He also does commercial and life insurance as well. Eric, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing, Eric? Good. I hope I'm not violating any HIPAA laws when I bring this up. Although you are not a doctor, and neither am I. Uh, when my wife redid her basement, I said, you need to call Eric Cook to see what's going on. What did you find out when you looked into everything and now you're going to be insuring your home? Yeah, well, we were really surprised. We got a copy of her policy and, and we found out that even without the, the basement renovation, she was incredibly underinsured, probably about 30%. Um, she needed more insurance. <laughs> I know. So we fixed it up and, and got her where she needs to be, plus got that value where it needs to be with the basement, um, you know, remodel and, and got her taken care of. So, yeah, thank you. She told me it was a very easy process because she did something online. It doesn't take long to do. What is that process that you have put together that is proprietary? Yeah, so what we've got is, is a link, um, and it, it's about 30 seconds. Uh, so anybody who's looking for a quote or wants us to review their policies and kind of take a look at it um, for them, we get them on the phone, give them an email, that link, walk them through real quick how to fill out the information. It takes about 30 seconds. That gives us the ability to go in and take a look at what they do have and then quote it out for them without keeping them on the phone for you know 40 minutes asking them how old your roof and you know, questions like that. When was your home built? What's your, you know, dwelling coverage for? So it eliminates a lot of that process and we can get to work right away. Let's talk about another client who was kind of on the fence on whether or not he wanted to work with you. I'm guessing after seeing a fire from fireworks in Aurora, uh, he wised up and said, yeah, I think I should work with Eric. Yeah. And he was, he was actually really lucky with him. Um, the fireworks, uh, we worked with him uh, just a few weeks back, and uh, fireworks went off at his house, and there was a big fire behind his house over there off of Himalaya Street by Grandview High School uh, over July 4th. And we had signed him up, and he was kind of on the fence. You know, it was a little bit more expensive than what he was paying, but we showed him how we had replacement cost plus 25 infl- 25% inflation guard over that to make sure that he was covered if something were to happen. He signed up, took him a day or two to figure it out. But once he did, you know, that fire came in and and he, you know, gave us a call and said, look, I was on the fence, but you know, when that fire hit, I knew that I was in good hands and you'd taken good care of me. So I, I, I had one less thing to worry about when that was, you know, creeping up on my house. How did people get a hold of you? 303. 790-8089, Seven nine zero eight zero eight nine, and we'd love to see if we can uh, work for you. 
That number again, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. I'm telling you, you're working with the best. You're working with my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Agency. Thanks, see. Have a great day. You too, Eric. Have a great rest of your show. Thanks. Thanks. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Colorado State has been paired with front-range rivals in some new conference scheduling, meaning the Rams will now face Wyoming and Air Force in each of the next three seasons. Uh, thoughts on this new scheduling? Well, they don't have divisions in the Mountain West anymore, and this is uh, at the behest of the, the remaining three years of the television contract with Fox, CBS and Fox. So they're giving they're just trying to up the ante a little bit to have natural rivals playing with each other in all three of those years. And then uh, otherwise it's kind of do, sliding out and dividing up, uh, trying to figure out how to get the two best teams in the championship game each year. Well, here, you're going to love this phrase, Terry. I agree with you 100%. I'm sorry. I just feel like, How's hey, that feel? hey, by the way, during the break, I told, I told yeah. Alex and Andrew slash Nolan the joke. They're still laughing. Are they? Yeah. I doubt that. I, hey, Nolan, do me a favor. Come to uh, Alex's microphone. And, uh, Nolan, are you still laughing from Terry's joke? Be honest. I had to stop laughing a few seconds ago because my spleen was starting to hurt. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm uh, not a liar. Do me a favor. Put, yeah, you are. Don't, don't, don't even play that game. Uh, put Alex back on. Alex, uh, have you been laughing uncontrollably because of that joke? Um, I can't say uncontrollably. I gave Alex. it a few chuckles, though. Yeah, ch- ch- chuckle's not really a laugh, Terry. Sorry. Sorry, he it chuck- doesn't work. He chuckled. I, I chuckled at it. You chuckled. Okay. A, a, uh, like a golf clap. That's not really... A golf clap really isn't a round of applause. It's a golf clap. It's like a like a courtesy laugh. A courtesy clap. Exactly. Exactly. It's a courtesy laugh. You said it much better than I could have. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad there. Um, now, like that. But I do like, like that, right? But, but like I, that. Uh, somewhat. Yes. I do. I, okay. The segue. I do like the idea of Colorado State playing Wyoming Air Force in those three years each time, instead of trying to spread it out through the mountain. Uh, ju- just in case you missed it, here, uh, Agent Casey Close for Freddie Freeman is suing radio host Doug Gottlieb for libel, alleging in a complaint that Gottlieb defamed him in Excel Sports Management in a tweet regarding the contract negotiations of Freeman. Uh, what do you think about this? Does he deserve to get sued? Well, Freeman, Freeman is trying to... Uh, Freeman fired him. So I think the agent is trying to re-bolster re- uh, his reputation as saying, I, I, I didn't do that and I wouldn't do that to anybody else. So it's a self-preservation lawsuit. Uh, I, I, I am a, I'm not really an expert on libel laws. But I'll, I'll ask you, Terry, do you think this agent would be considered a public figure? Yes. Then he's screwed. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. But if I, you're but, a public but, figure, the, the libel the libel laws 
are very, very broad. Well, in semi-seriousness, I think he probably knows that, but it's a preemptive shot across the bow and attempting to at least get his reputation rebolstered. No. All right. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Not to mention it's your sales staff that really makes them special because when you walk into those big box stores, you know, it's a bunch of kids and, you know, this is not going to be their job for life. They're going to move on to something else. When you go to Mountain High Appliance, the people that work there have been there for decades. It's not an inexpensive purchase when you buy appliances. You need to get what you want, and it's not one size fits all. Not every refrigerator is like everything else. Go work with people who can get you what you want instead of working with people who say, gee, this looks good. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, our friend uh, Mike Kliss from Nine News had a very interesting report on new edge rusher Randy Gregory. We'll tell you what he's reporting and how much this could affect the Broncos, not only during training camp, but the preseason and possibly the regular season. That's next. Oh, fine. 